0: Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for, what is it, Uh, Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. It's just after 4 UTC as we're starting. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is here again this week. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, everybody. So, agenda right up front. We're going to do our butt first segment where Yvonne and I each have happy, fun, fuzzy topics, I guess. Um, And then... Um we will have one big topic on pandemic cuz of course there's always a pandemic segment how you,
1: we, we Is there a pandemic? Is th- still going on? There there still
0: is although and we'll get to this trends are going in the right direction right now thumbs up all good uh but we'll talk about not all good but y- you know anyway we'll get to that in a minute um and then uh finally we've kind of not We've not really done this topic in a while. We're going to do infrastructure week slash debt limit slash congressional goings on and all of that kind of stuff uh, because it's been a dramatic week for that kind of stuff. We, in fact, delayed recording this podcast by like 25, 26 hours in the hopes that we would know a little bit more at the end of that. And things are a little bit more settled as we're recording than they were then, but you know, so we'll, we will, we, we will talk about those things. Oh, of course. Well, us, the line yes, of the podcast, yeah, we,
1: maybe, which is because we're morons, but that's another issue. <laughs> I so, mean, because we're assuming something would happen that was like, you know, like relevant uh, to well, it the did, world, it, but it, it did. I mean, like, when, when,
0: 24 yes, hours. yes, yes. There were developments, and we are in a more settled state. Like, when we were originally going to record this podcast on Thursday night U.S. time, um, there were things dynamically in play, changing from hour to hour. As we are now recording this on Friday night U.S. time, well, Friday night for me here on the West Coast, Yvonne just passed over into Saturday morning. <laughs> but, yes. I, but things have now... Paused for a little bit. We we had some developments, and now everybody's going going to go home, and we we will talk about all that later. But it's a more settled state than it was 24 hours ago. But anyway, for
1: developers,
0: developers, developers, developers. Ev- no.
1: <laughs> yes, Yvonne. Yes, Yvonne.
0: So, uh, so Ivan.
1: Oh, we- no, it's develop. No, it's it's developments, not develop. Never mind. I'm sorry. <sighs>
0: You're you're having flashbacks to an old Microsoft thing, I believe.
1: I know Steve Ballmer is just you know tattooed in my brain. So, Ivan, would you like to start the butt first, or shall I? How about you start? Because you normally I start. How about you go this or first this time? So I, okay. I, I here, I goes, think here I, goes, here goes, here oh, goes.
0: Okay. I, I have something. Yes. I have decided on something yes. sort of fluffy. Um, you well, made a decision. It, it, you made it's, a it's, decision. I made a decision. I did? Oh, and I, I, I'm starting the clicky, so you, you you can hear the clicky. There's the timer. Um, 60 minutes is next. N- no, th- this will not be a 60-minute but first segment for me. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I've only set the timer for 10 minutes, in fact. No, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Apple software updates. Ah! Are, are are you excited yes! for this? We had a ton of them. We did have a ton of them, but I want to talk about two specifically. iOS 15 okay. and, and Safari 15.
1: Okay. Okay. I know a lot of people have been, like, bitching about Safari.
0: Well, so here's well the the Safari on iOS and the Safari on the Mac. I'm gonna yeah, uh, so let's let's talk about iOS 15 first, which includes the update to Safari on uh, the uh, on on the on the phone, and I guess on the iPad and stuff too. But I I don't currently actively use an iPad, so I have no opinion on that. But let's talk about iOS first, and then uh, about the desktop version of Safari that is updated. So my thoughts on iOS 15, first of all, it took me a little while to really notice any of the changes. Um, There are lots and lots of changes, but many of them are subtle. Like, and I, and I've seen a few videos of like tips and trips, tricks for iOS 15, and they show you cool little things you can do that you couldn't do before. But after using it for about a week um, or whenever it updated. Like, I I, I forced an update, like, I, I haven't been forcing updates lately, but I forced this update, like, the day after it came out or something. I forget, but relatively soon for me. Um, the things that stand out for me after that time are, are relatively few. Um, one is this sort of, the autofocus thing, there's a, there's a focus feature, like they expanded the, the, the you know, I'm busy because I'm driving, text me later thing, so that you, you could have all kinds of different ones, like set for, you know, I'm sleeping, I'm at work, I'm in the car, or they've got this one that's just personal, whatever it's called, personal focus, and it's got a mode where you can set it to auto. Where it tries to detect when you might want to not be disturbed. Um, and, yes, and, and you have a thing that you can add additional focus times. So you can set you can set different times a day for different things, or when you're at different locations. There are all kinds of things that you can do with that, and you can personalize each one to sort of define what what things are allowed and what things aren't. And there's a lot of granularity there that you can control. And I guess you can really get into the, the, the main, there are two things about focus that I noticed first, the driving focus is, Oh my God, so much better at detecting when I am actually driving and when
1: I am not than the old one. Like, so the, you say it focus, right? What? Where you say it, focus, 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 driving, focus, Because I got some people that say, fuck us, not focus. Okay, Yvonne. Um, No, but the... I'm serious! uh,
0: Yes. Anyway, anyway, um, the, the old, you know, do not disturb while driving mode. They didn't call it focus yet. Um, I had, over time, gotten so frustrated with it, like, I like the idea of it, okay? But the implementation just never really came together. Like, it would not properly detect when I was and was not driving, okay? Like, okay. So, so, like, sometimes it would realize I was driving and turn on, and sometimes I would, I would clearly be driving, and it would not so, turn so, on. So, sometimes I would have
1: you to, feel like a nut, and sometimes it, you don't. Is that what you're saying? So
0: yes. So I would have to remember to actively turn this thing on if I wanted it. Um and even then and even in there, there were some some goofiness with it, like, you know, there's some things I actually want when I'm driving. Okay. Like like my my like my navigation program, right? And so what would happen is if I'm in my navigation program, it would fine, stay in it, and that would be no problem. But if for whatever reason I you don't out. have
1: CarPlay in your car, correct? I do
0: not have CarPlay in my car. Uh and I okay. I've used CarPlay on a loaner car and I like CarPlay. My only my only issue with the CarPlay implementation of the car that I was in was like the the screen for it was lower than I would like. I like it higher up and they it was lower. But regardless
1: no, but, but, but 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 I would clarify that, that this is like just your phone in the car with Bluetooth, no CarPlay. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. I okay. have my, I, I have my phone on a mount in the car. I use it all the time.
0: But anyway, yes, the 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 thing is that if I accidentally like I shouldn't say accidentally. If if let's say the other kinds of things I do in the car. <laughs> like I I I Flip what I'm listening to, because I listen 100% via my phone when I'm in the car. I never use the built-in crap on the car. It's 100% mm-hmm. streaming audio off the phone from whatever app. But, like, if I went into something else, and then the CarPlay, you know, locks the screen, because or for whatever reason it locks the screen, and, and then, like, I want to get back to my navigation, it says, I'm sorry, you can't use your phone, because you're moving. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, all geez. I want to do is get my fucking navigation back up on the screen. It'll take me one swipe. Just let me do it. Right. <laughs> you know, but anyway, but the biggest problem was it just not properly recognizing when I'm driving. And I realized that after using this for a few days, that it was spot on. Like I would get in the car, turn on an ignition, and it would like, be like, boom, you are driving. Thank you very much. And it was, okay. and it was accurate. All you know, and it didn't give me false alarms either, where it was telling me I was driving when I wasn't. It's just much more accurate at detecting that I'm driving than it had been in the past. So thumbs up for that. I, however, I, however, and I, I want to mm-hmm. whiz through these other things, um, because I'm already nearly at the end of my damn 10 minutes. Um the other focus, the automatic focus, just turn it on and say, like, you know, hey, turn on focus. I found I was just missing all kinds of alerts that I actually wanted. It was, like, deciding I wanted to focus, like, all the time. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I want to be distracted by some things sometimes. Like, you know, because I would be doing whatever I was doing, and then I would look at my phone later and realize, you know, my wife had been texting me, and it didn't it didn't make a single sound. It didn't show the did, alert. Did you whatever. have her as a favorite? I do have her as a favorite. Um but like
1: so why and, the fuck and,
0: wouldn't the th- well, stupid and, things? Th- and I think it has to do with like I know you can configure it. I just didn't want to spend a whole bunch of extra time putting in all the exceptions and the configurations and blah blah blah. The default, like just you know, do it automatically and I don't want to think about it just did not work for me. Like it was overly aggressive at making me focus when I didn't want to. Um, and I think, and I I had turned on the one for work and some other stuff like that too. I think most of those I'm just turning off. Like, I I, I, I leave, the, the. there are two that I want. I want the driving one. Because, you know, even though I kind of, in some sense, want to be distracted while driving, because I want to see the text, but it's not safe. So go ahead and hide it from me. I'm fine with that. Hide the alerts while I'm driving. That's good. I also want it to hide... Uh, you know, basically, it, it, unless it's the emergency breakthrough kinds of things, uh, like it, when I in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping, don't bother me, don't wake me up, you know. Like, so I I have do not disturb on at night. I want it on driving, but I think I'll turn off the other ones. Like, it, maybe I'll try it again I mean, with the I, next. I update.
1: I uh, you know, so I I uh, I have like car play, Both our cars have CarPlay right now. Yeah. And um, love
0: CarPlay when so, I've used it. By the way,
1: yeah. So, so I, I don't, and and I know that you're saying that you don't use like the in-car navigation. But for example, like today, I was going to a place to meet some people. Right, I did not know where it was. Uh, I, I have an app on my phone for like, for like navigation. Well, well, my, yeah, my car doesn't have in-car navigation. But yeah, but I I I don't use the in-car audio or anything. But it, but but the thing is that I I have a I have a Volvo app where it has Google Maps and I'm like oh we're going here and it's synchronized with my calendar so I can just send it to the car so when I just send it to the car it's just whatever I was like hey this is the uh, you know when I walk into the car it displays something hey you sent this address to the car do you want to go here yes and I'm like I just click that and
2: yeah that's no, it no, and so I, I,
1: I, I'm just so I'm just going there. And so but but here's the thing about it, which is cool, okay is that yeah, yeah, the map is on my because the the there are multiple screens in my car I have a heads up display, yeah and yeah. the 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 where the gauges normally are that's also a display, so the map will show up there with the directions also like showing up on the heads up like when to turn or whatever, but I can have my car play on on the other screen as well for like music and the phone and whatever. So I have both going on at the same time, which I really I got to admit I really love that because that way I've got okay, so I can play my music and I'm doing my stuff or whatever over here, but I've got like my directions are over there. Okay, so that so that 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 works uh really uh nice and and there are a lot of car makers are making that happen i saw that in my brother's bmw is kind of similar to that the the way that the implementation worked that where they have this integration with both the carplay and the whatever yeah so that's where the car makers are are moving towards let let me finish up
0: because i'm i'm past my 10 minutes yes so uh for first of all for focus i really like the car focus i think the other car the other i really like the car focus i think the other focuses are kind of half baked maybe they'll get better like the car focus got better um over time uh the other uh thing that people on ios keep complaining about like you mentioned is safari basically because they moved the freaking uh url bar (laughs) to the bottom um and frankly you know i got used to that in less than 24 hours People need to get the fuck over it. It's fine. They reason- I know. That's what
1: I. <laughs> there, there's
0: two things on it. One,
1: there's the re- a gr- very good reason. The
0: reason it. they did it is so that you can reach it better with your thumbs on the bigger phones. Okay. Yes. Um, and so that makes a lot of sense. If you're using the browser, you can do more one-handed and you or you can do more even yes. just hold hold even if you're holding it with two hands, it's more convenient near the bottom than it is at the top. So that was one reason. Second, because people were bitching about it during the betas, there's a setting. To flip it back to the top if you want it at the top, so right, people get over it. this is fine the uh the the URL bar at the bottom is no big deal. It changed a bit about how you get to all your tabs and stuff like that. but as far as I can tell, they're good you know it's 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 fine. It's, uh, you know, it's an improvement, if anything, like, you know, instead of just seeing like the, the little tops, you see full previews of a whole bunch at once. It's easier to pick the one you want. You can, you know, swipe them and organize them. And I think it's overall an improvement. So people need to stop bitching about it. Uh, And then finally, Safari on the Mac also updated. It didn't wait for the new release of uh, the operating system, which probably is not that far from now, but they went ahead and updated Safari. Um, For the most part, I haven't noticed many changes, but except for one thing that I know other browsers have had for a long time, and I've you know and the various plugins and things that have given you this capability but i hadn't really used them because they i mainly use safari for personal stuff i use chrome for some other stuff i use safari yeah i i use firefox chrome and safari i use them all at least a little bit for different things but my primary home use is safari and because it didn't have it by default i didn't use it but that's tab groups and i've you know, I always had the situation where I had hundred, uh, hundreds, I, I of tabs. Trying to, I
1: trying to—I don't know. I, I, I gotta admit that I, I, I tried to start using the tab groups. I, I basically made a mess, and I was just like, "Oh fuck this!" Oh, so I'm I, like I'm not I, doing. I this.
0: have like, see here, my and this depends on how you use your browsers, right? I typically had like my my browser. I had first of all, I had like two dozen pinned tabs that were always open that I just always had for reference and would go back to and check on a regular basis. Plus I had a bunch of other tabs that I hadn't pinned yet, but I also kept open forever. So I probably had 30 or 40 tabs in my main browser window that were just always open because I always wanted to come back to those on a fairly regular basis to check them. And, and then You know, any new tabs I added would be added to the side. So now I've started, I haven't finished, but I've started to organize the ones that I had open all the time into tab groups. So that I have, you know, like, you know, just for, we're going to have the pandemic segment, segment, we're going to have the pandemic segment later. And at the very beginning, you're going to ask me, what are the trends? And I'm going to talk about the trends for a minute. And I have a whole bunch of pandemic related tabs that I go to for those graphs. And now I have a tab group that just has those tabs. Um, and so I, I'm loving that so far. And uh, like I said, I know there've been ways to do this before, but I hadn't bothered. So I'm bothering to do it for the first time and I'm liking it because of the way I use stuff like, and I don't use like my phone is different. Like when I'm using Safari on my phone, it is 99.9% I have clicked a link from Twitter to an article and I'm reading the article and I have no real need to organize or go back to those but on my computer I have a whole bunch of tabs that I just keep open for reference and organizing them into tab groups has been great.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm glad you found a way to use it because I, I couldn't figure it out.
0: <laughs> you just take
1: like it, it. it's good for these things I, you keep I, open I, for. I made the mess. I just, whatever. Okay, fine. How I'll, did you I'll, make I'll a mess? I'll look at it again. It's it's intended to organize oh my it God. more neatly. I was trying. I was trying to do that, and I just made a mess. Anyway, all right. Okay, your turn. Um, uh, talk about uh, fuel economy and energy conservation. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, uh, I I am a little bit struck by um how we have a lot of people out there that talk about being progressive and caring and whatever, and why are all these fucking people still buying cars that burn up so much fuel? I I just don't get it. I, I, I really, I'm like starting to a point that I'm pulling my hair out about this, okay? Um, there is no reason for this. It's starting to tick me off. At first, I know that there was, like, very few options. And at first, well, the only car you could buy is a Prius or whatever. No. No. There's a lot of very good options out there. And... You know, what I I was driving today and I see these people that brought bought this. There is this uh new pickup truck by Dodge called the TRX. Okay. T-Rex. Okay, of course. It has seven hundred and fifty horsepower. Dude, look, this thing, the fuel economy on it. I, I, I haven't looked it up. But obviously it has to be abominable for this fucking thing okay uh let me see i'm gonna pull it up uh let's see the dodge t r x fuel economy it's just it's just it's just ridiculous it's okay, yeah, okay, let me pull it up ten miles per gallon in the city, fourteen on the highway, twelve combined, dude, what the fuck are people doing? <laughs> what what is this? Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? I, I, I you know, I am driving a car. I, I I was just this week on Slack. I was gushing a little bit about my Volvo. Okay, because as you did a few I, minutes ago on this podcast. You love your Volvo. Yes, I I love my Volvo, and <laughs> look, it it's it's fantastic. I I I gotta say that when I bought it. I bought it I, for years I'd actually was impressed when Volvo launched these plug-in hybrid vehicles. Okay. They were very powerful. They looked they looked great. I, I really liked the way they looked. They were very luxurious. It was good pricing. They were less expensive. It was more than say buying a Honda, but it was less than buying a BMW. Okay. Um and it was just a great all around vehicle, okay. And I looked at him, and you know what? I came up to buy a car, and I said, you know what? What the fuck am I doing? I I, I can't. You know, my wife had bought a Hyundai Insight Hybrid, and she said, look, we need to find. You should f- try to find a vehicle that's a good compromise. And I've been looking at that car for for a while because I thought it was a great compromise. BMW had one, and whatever, I didn't like it. And I was like, damn it, this car's the right car. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the plunge and buy it. And, you know, one of the things is that I've owned it right now for 11 months. And part of it includes mileage that happened during a time when the dealer had it and they never plugged it in. It's average since I owned it 50 miles per gallon total. hmm 50. Okay? Th- that's when... That's including the mileage that was by the dealer that was never plugged in. If I take it now where I have been plugging it in on a regular basis, and I'm more back in the rhythm of my usual, like, driving cycle. Uh, It's been getting closer to 70 miles per gallon, okay? On a regular basis, okay? Which is about what the MPG rating is. And, by the way, it's, it's a great car. I didn't really give... I didn't give up anything, as... On the contrary, I gained a lot of stuff over my old car, a lot. I was going through all the things the other day that this car does that is much better than my old car, okay? That was, at, 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 at and I'm like, wait, so I gained all of these features and luxury and all of this, and I am being able to, you know, consume, you know, so f- much fewer gasoline and do so fewer carbon emissions. And I am just like, what the fuck are all de- why, why, why are all these people talking about the environment? And they're not doing anything, Sam, nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's move into a bigger house so it it consumes more fucking, like, CO2. Hey, let's get a bigger, you know, let's buy some fucking truck that gets 10 MPGs in the city! What the hell?!
0: Now, often, like, there are are a couple of things at play, like, with this kind of thing. One, of course, um, is that just in general, it's easier to say you want somebody to... Somebody to mandate changes than for you to make the decision on your own. But beside that, like most of the situation you get are the people who really care actually do do some of this stuff. But like, there's a huge portion of people out there who believe all still believe all this is bullshit and that we in, nobody should have to do anything. No,
1: no, no. no, But what I'm talking about is a lot of people that I know that do care about this, but don't, won't, won't actually go, you know, you know, do what they are saying. That's that's my biggest beef. So
0: I, I think, I, in, in that case, for the people who say they care and talk about environment a lot, first of all, I, I think it is a little bit hypocritical. If you have some choices that you can make, obviously think about those choices and make the one that has the least impact, I guess. But there is also the point that, you know, all the individuals doing minor things like that won't solve the problem alone. You still need the systemic changes. You still need sort of. no, And, and, and there
1: is, there, there is this entire thing where look, uh, the European union, uh, in Asia and in the U S there are all these mandates that are coming in that basically look, it, it, it's like a lot of already car companies have said, look, in the next 10 15 years we're basically not going to make any more cars from internal combustion engines okay that's just going to be the reality uh now you know there are issues with that as well but it, 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 you know uh, hopefully we can get through those but i what i what i just object is that okay look if you call yourself a democrat <laughs> and you are saying that you're concerned about the climate and you're drawing a fucking massive gas-guzzling SUV that is the, I mean I'm just like what the fuck is your problem well it i mean i'm sorry is it the and, and
0: I, is it the same kind of scenario as someone saying for instance yes i think taxes should be higher in general and if taxes are raised, I will, of course, pay them, but I'm not going to go and, on my own, donate an extra $10,000 a year to the, to the Fed, or, or to, to the federal budget, because there is a place you can ah. go and
1: donate, right? I think there is. There's, like, a website, and you can go give uh, money. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to put taxes into this thing, because we always want to pay taxes, whether you want to or not. But, I will say, I will say, no, no, let, let, but no, no, okay. no, no, because there is a go sacrifice ahead. that you're, what I'm talking about, the, the whole point that I was bringing it up is, that there are ways for you to do it without doing any sacrifice at all. It's not like you're giving up anything. It's just making the choice. Well, for
0: instance, uh, maybe for the car, but like, you know, go buy a smaller house,
1: that might be a sacrifice. I really, I okay, maybe for the house. You're right. There may be some sacrifice, but I don't think that for a car there are so many options now. That yeah, that didn't exist,
0: exist a few years ago, but now they do. Now you can get. It, now you, they you do. can, are, you, if can if you can if if you can make a very. Out,
1: you're buying a fucking, you know fucking twelve mile per gallon fucking vehicle with all the fucking good options there are out there right now that don't guzzle that much gas. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, I mean, the point point is that, you know, unlike a few years ago, I mean, things are moving so fast. You could make a really strong argument to say that even if you didn't give a shit about the environment or global warming or believed all of that was a grand conspiracy bullshit, the fuel efficient electric car is still better for you. (laughs) It is. It It fucking is. I
1: mean, if, I mean, if, if nothing cheaper, like I'm
0: like, yeah, I was gonna
1: say if nothing else, just
0: the savings on
1: gasoline. Yes, as gasoline is soaring right now, I, 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 I just, I don't know, I, I just don't get this whole thing, uh, of people just not making those choices, and and yeah, I, I'm like, I will say that, um. More than once, my wife has talked about moving to a bigger place. Mm -hmm. And I have resisted doing that. Because the truth is that uh, we don't really need a bigger place. We just don't. But it might be Uh, nice, Yvonne. But (laughs) it's just not good for the environment. It's just not good overall. I think that we are perfectly fine with the space that we have. And that by duplicating, you know, increasing that space by 50%, 60%, all we're going to do is consume a lot more resources that are going to generate more CO2. And I just would rather just figure out how the fuck we live in this space comfortably, which, by the way, we are living very comfortably in this space without burning up those additional resources. And I think that, yes, yes, People need to start making those fucking decisions.
0: Yeah. I, I think there is a difference, right? Like if, if you if you were feeling outright cramped in your existing location. You know, let, let let's put a let's put a couple scenarios out there, right? Um l- one is, you know, uh, I I'm not saying that this is in the works at all, but let's say you had another kid. Mm-hmm. You know, that might make your place a little bit more crowded than it is with three of
1: you. Or even, True. or even, you know, in a true, true, but or, but, or look, even in another. The, the reality is, yeah. the reality is that in years past, we did this with a lot less room that we are so fucking used to doing this. I mean, we want to give every kid a room. Yeah. I, and, 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 and if you compare a country to, if
0: you go if you compare country to country as well, you know, lots of yes. places live in uh, and lots of wealthy countries live in smaller spaces live on Live In average,
1: smaller right? spaces than we do. Um, yes. And and you know, I'm, I'm like I'm sorry, but it's just no. You we can live in smaller places. We just choose not to. Yes. And and the same thing applies. I,
0: I know you're like in a condo with other neighbors right next to you. you know, yes. Um, that's also different than your your traditional single family home with a big lawn on all four sides.
1: Well, we do have a lawn on all four sides, but that's, that's
0: well. But you've got like you're you're in yeah. But you're, you're you're you you like share walls with neighbors, right? or floor, or ceilings, or something? are
1: like, oh, uh, yes, below us there are neighbors, and there is one side of the wall that we have some neighbors. I, 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 actually, the, the the good news is that the wall on the... The side walls are so thick that I, I have never heard any sound coming from those neighbors. <laughs> the only neighbor that there has been some sound issues in the 15 years is downstairs. Uh, that happens occasionally. We've gotten you know, when it's happened, we've noticed or whatever, so they told us that. But, but there is grass, but there is, but w- because of the low-rise buildings that we have, we, we actually have, like, yeah, plenty we, of we glass, grass, and grass and lawn and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, all around. Yeah, my, But oh, my yeah. point is, like,
0: you know, the, the, this whole trade-off you're talking about also goes towards, you know, people in dense city apartments and things like that. Uh, you know, and there's there's the whole trade-off. And, you know, there is this big part of the environmental movement and, and well, there's a certain certain segments of the left, let's say, that are very, very big on density and think that any any spread is bad.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, that uh, uh, Manu... Mar- by the way, Manu wants to move to the city. He's already said this multiple times. He wants to move into downtown Miami. He doesn't want to live in the suburbs. Yeah. He really likes downtown. This kid really, 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 really likes, like, the dense city part. He, that's his, that's his shit.
0: Well, that that's cool. All I'm saying is that there, <laughs> there, there are trade-offs involved in there, and the psychology, what I was going to start to say is, Uh, The thing about lists, less commuting, less uh, driving, less. You can, you can also get that by more remote work, but yeah, no, the, the, um, what I was going to say about people and the psychology that you're talking about, about why don't they make those choices? Lots of people actively want the choice to be made for them. You know, they will, you know, yes, I know this is the right thing to do, but this is easier for me. So I'm going to continue to do the easy, fun thing until someone makes it hard to do the easy, fun thing, and then I will do the the better thing that I recognize is better. But it becomes so much easier if like. But I'm forced into it. Yeah. If it's a if if it's a governmental man, let they, they say I'm. You know, once once the government says you can't buy a gasoline car anymore, then of course I'll buy the electric one.
1: Hey, once they make it illegal for me to date rape my my, my girlfriends, <laughs> then I'll stop doing so, yes, because it's so much easier to do so. Fucking people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and look, and people have other, cr- people I, I, have I, other you criteria. You know, my whole point, I mean, and,
1: I, and I'm being extremely, I would just, make the fucking moral choice without it being fucking forced on your face. Seriously. I generally agree, but also people will have,
0: you know, even if they consider the environmental impact as one of the items in their decision, they may have other things that are more important to them. You know? <sighs> Like, like, I'll tell you, I, I I, hopefully will not be in the market for a car for quite a few more years yet. But when I am, sure, I will think about the environmental stuff. Sure, I will look for electric electric and hybrid options. But it's not going to be the only thing I'm going to consider, you know. And if it, and, and, which gets back to your point of the, the number of choices that are out there now. Yeah.
1: Right. But, but there is one thing. Look, keeping a car longer is good for the environment as well. So, when you keep a car, as you are doing, which, how old is your car at this point? Ah, uh, jeez. Um, hold on, I'll I'll tell
0: you. I'll tell you. Oh, for the love of God. I This is not something I remember
1: without looking it yeah, up. Yeah, obviously not!
0: Um, let's see, can I okay, log in. <laughs> I, I'm logging into my insurance to Yeah,
1: obviously!
0: <laughs> oh, wait, uh, Let's be clear,
1: Sam Do, uh, has no idea how old his car is. Thank you.
0: Please, but why doesn't it know my
1: password? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as, you no. can see, as you guys can see, Sam regularly checks this information on a regular basis. It's like Keeps it uh, all up to date. <laughs> why isn't it knowing my...
0: Did my password get changed? Okay, Co- copy. <laughs> I, I'm looking at my password manager. I'm going back to State Farm. <laughs> It's uh, paste, but it 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 doesn't. Oh no! Please enter enter a valid email and password. Maybe it's maybe it's my email instead of. But it remembered
1: the maybe other one. Maybe you don't one. have insurance at State Farm anymore. Your wife changed it. <laughs> I don't think that's you don't the even case. know.
0: Now maybe she changed the password on me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. It it login help.
1: Oh, for the love of God! Really?
0: (laughs) I was gonna reset the password and stuff, but um, let's see. Um, I, I, can I find this another way? Hold on. hold I have, I have to find this.
1: Um, uh, (laughs) God. Okay, hold on. Uh, Yeah, provide the music. (laughs) Bada bada da 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 da
0: Got it. Okay. Yes. wait, wait, wait. no, I only have the password reset like. okay. Change your password. Okay, here we go. Let's make a new password. Let's let's make it what's already in my one password. Uh, copy, paste, paste. Confirm. New password may not be uh-huh. the same as your current or previous password. Of course it can't. <laughs> so it was one of my previous passwords. Let me okay. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> Generate a new random password. I'm, I'm using the. I'm doing a good random password. Yes, thing. yes, yes. Uh, done. Okay. Copy. Um. Okay. Let's try this again. Yes. Paste, paste, confirm, save password, fine, back to login, okay, login, save password. One time verification to my text.
1: Oh, for the love of God.
0: Okay, from messages. (laughs) Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, get ID card. Uh, Which ID would I like? It's a 2012 Subaru Impreza.
1: Well, okay, so here's one thing. Owning a car longer is actually very good for the environment. And the fact that a lot of cars don't get, you know, you you get a lot of people owning cars for a short amount of times. So, owning a car for nine years is actually very good for the environment. Well, there you go, I, and I'm hoping I make it to twenty. There you go. <laughs> now I may not, <laughs> but you know. So, so holding on to a car, you know, that is one thing that is actually very eco-friendly is to hold to a car also longer. So, so when you do that, then that is definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, good. I, 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 Sam had this assumption that for years that I w- was changing my cars free frequently and didn't realize that basically that although my cars look new, that I basically only owned three cars in 20 years. Wow. Something along those yep. lines. Yeah. Uh, I, I just
0: I just mentally had in my head that you were one of those types that would do a lease and change the car every couple of years.
1: No, no. It's just that the cars, whenever you saw them, they look perfectly new, but it wasn't because I just got a new car. It was because I just, you know, took care of them very well. That's it. My car, my car looked like it was nine years old by the time I had it six months. I, 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 I am not. I, I am absolutely one hundred percent convinced that that is correct. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Enough. All right. Okay. Enough. We All we right. get the okay. point. Yvonne thinks everybody should be much more environmentally responsible than they are, especially if they are people that espouse to actually care about this stuff. Yeah, I guess you can kind of understand the people who are like, "This is all bullshit." So I'm gonna like put that. I'm gonna modify my truck to put out more fumes. You know.
1: Oh my god! Well, there was a story this week about some kids getting a some kid sixty year old getting, well, getting criminal charges because he was in a truck that did that, Uh, and he somehow by doing so ran over a whole bunch of cyclists. By trying to like just spew fumes on them, yeah, excellent, yeah. A- and I was just like, for the love of God,
0: fuck it. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the, there are a bunch of people who are just
1: assholes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, so. let's take a break. We will come back. We will talk some with boo, boo boo. Exactly. We will talk about pandemic for a little while. Yeah, back after this.
2: Ready for the test, Dracula? I'm ready, Frankenstein, then. Let us begin. Creepy Classics celebrates the classic horror and science fiction films from the silent era through the 1960s, and retro TV horror from the 1950s to the 1970s. Visit creepyclassics.com for all your classic video needs. And when you buy something, tell Ron that the curmudgeon say hello.
0: Okay, we are back, and I have my pandemic tab group open.
1: D- yes. Okay. So what does is, what is so what is the pandemic uh, group say? So let's worldwide trends first
0: worldwide, you know, cases peaked at near the end of August and have been going down, down, down ever since. Deaths also peaked near the end of August and have been going down, down, down. There was a brief sort of pause a couple weeks ago, but it headed down again after that. Um, And here's the thing that's uh, notable at this point. Um, A few days ago, uh, the seven-day moving average of worldwide deaths Dropped below the previous low from July, and we're now better than we have been since November 2020. So, almost a year. Uh, you know, so, so good trends all along. It's it, it, on a worldwide basis, everything's going the right direction right now, and you know, we can cross our fingers about. Not having a big spike as we go into the winter in the northern hemisphere, um you know every, Don't hold
1: your breath I, I, I know, I know. know,
0: I know every time we start to get this kind of trend, I start thinking it's only very soon we're gonna hit the point where we're actually better than we were last year at the same time, and you know I was thinking that in May, I was thinking that again in July, and both times. Right when we were like at the point where you're like, if this trend continues a couple more weeks, we're 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 there. Uh it turns around. So yep. I'm gonna wait <laughs> and and we'll see where we are because a lot of experts talking about this are still accept, are still expecting another fall surge because, you know, there's still enough unva- there's still enough unvaccinated people to support a surge all over the world you know even in you know the higher the vaccination rate in a country the less true that is but even in the even in the really highly vaccinated countries there's still lots of unvaccinated people and you know i've heard people talk as well that you know pre-delta they were thinking that uh, if you got to like 70 some percent vaccination that would be enough to sort of squash out any growth and keep keep you from having any big spikes anymore but with delta in place the estimates for the vaccination level that you would have to get in order to be there um are more like 90 95 percent uh which you know is 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 much much harder to get to uh i i'm looking i don't think any place in the world is over 80 no no uh, I think uh, Portugal I heard was over eighty, uh yeah, let's check Portugal Portugal's the highest in the world at the moment, I believe Portugal is at eighty five point two percent of the population fully vaccinated there you go and I believe they are th- and I believe they are the highest in the world. but with estimates yes I heard they had the but level. with estimates of being needing to be ninety plus to at least the major country, there might be some small country, I don't know but uh but 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 You know, if you need to be 90 plus to really prevent sort of outbreaks from growing, then, you know, we're not there yet. And certainly the the U.S., it hasn't even hit 55% yet. Or maybe we just hit 55. What's the latest number? 54.9. There you go. We're about to hit 55%. Um, And, yeah, so... Yeah, don't hold your breath about not having a fall surge. But at least at the moment, everything is going in the right direction, is going in the right direction fairly quickly. So that's got to be good. Um, Looking specifically at the U.S. now, um, in the U.S.,
1: uh, cases also uh, uh, peaked. But let's be clear, of those that can be vaccinated in the U.S., fully vaccinated. Yeah. Twelve and up is sixty five percent.
0: Yes, no, and and I want I want to make this clear. The number I am giving was of the entire population, because the the estimates of we need to get to ninety percent are based on the entire population, not on who's eligible right now. Based on you know we haven't yet gotten the under 12s yet, although that's looking close. Uh, But anyway, U.S., US U.S.-wise, the peak in cases was in early September. Uh, It looks like deaths uh, peaked in mid-September and are now starting to come down. Uh, You still have some regional differences. Um, You know, I I was looking at our county. We're heading down, but not that far down. Florida, where you are, has gone way down from its peak, um, which is great. Um... You know, and I see a bunch of people saying, well, you know, uh, what happened? I thought everything was going to explode when
1: schools opened. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. You know, look, I mean, should I pull up the press conference from, like, February, I think, last year, and Fauci explained about these waves? (laughs) I mean, is that, I mean, he explained it 18 months ago. It's happening exactly like he said. It's been exactly. We were what we were praying maybe we won't have the waves. Right. But we are having exactly what the fuck he said. Well,
0: and and this is a standard thing that is you know, people the 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 like people studying infectious disease have recognized these patterns going back forever, okay? And a a, a huge part of it is psychology and people starting being more careful when things are bad. And then once things start getting better, they start being less careful and then they open up and then they go back and forth. Also, we've got the effect of, you know, maybe vaccination isn't as high as we would like it to be, but the more it increases, the more these waves are suppressed. Um you also have a dynamic The
1: waves will the way and that was like something that they showed that the waves would be smaller. Yeah, it wouldn't be as, as yeah, and you a, also a,
0: and you yes. also have the dynamic that even in the absence of some of those factors, you do get to a saturation point where essentially the wave crests anyway. Even if you did nothing, right at a certain point, the wave would crest, go back down, and then sometime later it would go back up again. You know, I've said before, like. People will be earning PhDs analyzing the ups and downs of this pandemic and what worked and what didn't, and how big the effects were of various factors for the rest of our lives. You know?
1: There, oh yeah. A hundred percent. There
0: are there's huge amounts of data. There's huge amounts of confounding factors where, like if you compare place A to place B, y- yes, this one thing was different, but so were these 30 other things that were also different. So what's the right way to compare them and how do you separate out those factors and understand, like, so, yeah, anyway. But bottom line, worldwide trends, U.S. trends, all very good right now. Um, And the question is how long that lasts, whether, you know, I'll still say whether or not we have a fall or winter surge, uh, assuming we do, which I think the general consensus is there will be, how bad is it? And hopefully it'll be less bad than the last one. And each one subsequently will be less than the one before that. So uh, that that's where we are stats-wise. Um, the only other thing I, I did want to say, uh, on looking at the distribution worldwide by country, every place other... Than the US, I shouldn't say every place, but if you group largely by regions, most places are getting better faster than the US is getting better. Um, But even the US is getting better. Um, If you look at the US divided by region, and I'm looking specifically at deaths right now, um, the West Coast is kind of flat, is kind of constant right now. The South is getting better. Um, the Northeast, uh, is kind of flat. The only part of the country that is currently growing and it's only growing slowly is the Midwest, the Midwest, uh, deaths are still increasing, uh, but only, only slightly. It's not looking that bad. I mean, of course, going up is worse than going down, but it's not going up that fast and that's the stats. So aside from stats, what else do we want to talk about pandemic wise, Yvonne?
1: What are we talking? Well, we can talk a little bit about um, if if, if, looking at where uh, the cases are still acute at this moment in time, like right now, and you know where we are looking at that. uh, But it's it's very clear if you look at the maps how the the central U.S. I mean, more central eastern U.S. and the Appalachian Mountains is really where the damn hotspots, the the worst hotspots are, population wise. There 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 is a concentration. Like if you look at, we're talking about Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, around that. Now there are a lot of uh, hotspots in uh, the the Northern Rocky area, Montana. Uh, what the heck, uh uh, Wyoming, uh, Idaho, Nevada, but the population density is a lot lower there. Right. Okay. Alaska is getting hammered as well. If you look at it, but we don't, Alaska also has a very small population. Right. So therefore that's not as impactful as when you've got like, you know, a a place like that is far more desert, like Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Ohio, West Virginia. It's not as impactful to
0: the national numbers, but, it's very impactful if you happen to live in Alaska. You're it's it's
1: bad, but yeah, yeah. Alaska's looking really, 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 really bad. Um, Florida, it's come down a lot, um, but it's it's part of the wave. But also, it, you know, there are these maps that show the deaths and and, and some of this and some of what's happened over time. I mean, you can see where the areas are where. Uh, when we had the last uh uh waves okay um where were the deaths okay and the deaths in terms of like uh when you look at the population density, it was like really uh the areas where there were very low vaccination rates yeah you just overlay them with with where it was really bad in terms of like death rates. Um, it's just, it's just very easy to overlay them and you see where the worst ones were. It it was just, it was just the way it is. The
0: clear trends in the U S for this Delta wave, basically since July, um, are twofold. One, the places that are bad are the places with low vaccination rates. Period end of story. Yeah, the there second, was, a, there was the this map sec- that yeah. the New
1: the New York Times published of like death rates recent COVID nineteen states since June sixteenth. Okay, and if you look at the map, like at a place like Florida, right, you see that uh, South you know southeastern Florida, where South Florida, where, where where I live, the 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 color is a lot uh lighter. Okay, all right, we had it was bad, but when you look at Central, Northern, Florida, Ala- Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas. Oh, man, the death rates there were just out of control. It was just out of control. And the second pattern that
0: is consistent is because vaccination is because vaccination? Vaccination? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. The, the second pattern is because vaccinations have gotten politicized. That there is a really, really strong correlation with Republican versus Democrat voting in 2020.
1: Well, I know I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get vaccinized with my uh, 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 booster bo- booster shot and my flu shot uh, sometime soon. Is my is my plan right?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll be getting my booster shot as soon as I hit the six months since my second
1: shot, whenever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh I gotta I gotta go do that soon. I I'm I'm concerned about getting my, my, my mom got her flu shot and uh she was kinda like pretty sick. After she, you know, because that is a normal effect of uh, getting any of these shots. I, I gotta, I got, I, 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 gotta plan this out, like right now. Right. Uh, you want, you want to make sure that you, you,
0: hopefully don't have the bad side effects. But if you do, you want to make sure you can afford to take two or three days being sick. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Although I've seen for the most part, and maybe may, maybe this this isn't always true, but for the most part. People that I've seen reporting on this say that their side effects for their third shot were fairly similar to their side effects on their second shot. So you can kind of, you know. Right. So I I just got to plan around it. Did did you have bad effects your second shot? I felt a little bit ill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I basically had no side effects from either shot. So... Other than, you know, slight sore arm, barely You're even you're noticed.
1: you're stronger. You're 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 a real man's man. Exactly. You know that's me. That's why. That's why because you're a man's man. I, I'm just. A, it's all the steroids. Uh, I'm just. Yeah. I, I I I'm I'm not a man's man.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. So anyway. Um. So so yeah. Those those are those are the trends. We still have the places with high vaccination rates doing better than those without. Now, I'm, you know, as we said, like the vaccination rates still aren't high enough to completely stop it though. So I wouldn't be shocked if some of these places that did have higher vaccination rates still end up with a significant problem over the winter, you know, because there's still enough of a reservoir of unvaccinated people, even in the high vaccinated areas, to to cause a problem, in, including those who aren't eligible yet. Um, and so, which brings us to two additional developments. Uh, one, Pfizer has submitted their data for five to 11 year olds. Um, they haven't quite... I think there's an additional step where they have to request the emergency use authorization that they haven't done yet, but they're they're engaged in that process. And I've heard people estimate that potentially, as soon as a few weeks from now, we'll get to the 5 to 11-year-olds being authorized. Um, so that's something a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, under 5 is going to wait longer still. And the trade-offs change, you know, like e- even under 12... Um, you know, the UK decided not to authorize under twelve for the vaccines um, because of the way they analyzed the risk trade-off. Now, the rest of the world seems to disagree with them, so I feel comfortable going with the rest of the world. But um, but yeah, uh, the younger you get, the less your risk is anyway, and so therefore, even if you've got a really low risk of side effects, the balance between that becomes different. Uh, but this is, you know, again, like, I don't know all those details. I'm willing to, like, trust the FDA and the CDC on how they make those evaluations, right? Um, and so, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Alex is over 12. He he turned 12 a little while ago. He's, he's between his first and second shots right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we were eager to go get that done and, uh, I know you're, you're, you're eager to get Manu done as soon as he can. Yep.
1: So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: The other thing, uh, and then we'll close up this topic, uh, is, uh, Merck, uh, announced that they had a trial going for a new drug, uh, to give people that were COVID positive and starting to have symptoms that reduced the risk of hospitalization and death by over 50%. Uh, and so they were cutting the trial early and uh, are preparing to submit an emergency use, uh, emergency use authorization for that uh, to get out this treatment. So obviously, like, if you can prevent it through a vaccine, that's preferable. Like, as I, I don't understand people who don't think prevention is better than treatment. But if you... For whatever reason, you you do get it, you're unvaccinated, you do get it, or you are vaccinated and you get a breakthrough case. Uh, Additional better treatments, awesome. And this one looks like it's very effective. I mean, cutting cutting death rates by 50% is not a little bit. That's a major development.
1: That's huge, yes.
0: And so hopefully that will help things quite a bit as well and potentially will be out, uh, you know, very quickly. Um, now I have heard people say, "Now why are they all excited about this one, and they're not all excited about, you know, however you say it, Ivermectin or whatever the horse pills, the horse goo, uh, because
1: uh, because it's scientifically proven."
0: Yeah. I mean and apparently, you know, there are you know, there are a couple studies, but you know, come on people. There're the good studies, there're the bad studies, they are whatever.
1: The, the the difference is, you know, I got to send you I'm going to send you a, uh, send you a, a shipment of Inver- Invermectin, sam. I think that's my next thing I'm going to do. That's your
0: next thing. Well, I mean the, thi- the thing is, I mean, I realize that one of the things is and I'm re- realizing on all of these mindsets is uh Part of it is when you don't have conclusive information, do you assume the best until there is conclusive information or do you assume the worst until there's conclusive information or do you assume in between, assume in between? And so like you know I think that from what I have gathered on the sure to keep my interruption, so people know I did it. Oh, and be sure to mention that this isn't my podcast, Dude. that's yours. I, you know, so on the Invermectin... Oh. On the Invermectin Inver- is for... Inver what? Isn't it? How do you say it, Yvonne? Okay. Invermectin. On the Invermectin, uh, my best understanding of the science right now is that it has been... It is within error of zero effect based on the studies that exist today. There might be a small positive effect, but even if it has a small effect, there are other things that have better effects than this and are better at treating COVID than this. And that's before this new Merck drug. right? So, you know, once we have this Merck drug, then hopefully the, the people, like, Doing the horse paste thing will stop, uh, but you never know. Uh, no, they won't. They they won't
1: stop. No,
0: but but it is a big deal that uh, we've the the treatments are improving as well. Besides everything with the vaccines, uh, because you know maybe <laughs> at, the people who won't take the vaccines, at least maybe we can still stop them from dying. You know, as much as some people are like, "Well, screw them, let them die," they were stupid. But no, come
1: on, people. Uh, you know, I, I would like uh, a lot of those people to be saved, but I'm just not. You know, I'm not holding my breath for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, because the the this who knows who knows. It, it, it part of it is a question about the politicization. To be honest, like you know, as, as soon as like if 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 MAGA folks start saying this new Merck drug is evil too and also has you know, microtape microchips from bill gates then maybe people will refuse this drug too i mean it's not about what is actually known about what's effective and what's not it's about is there somebody from your media circle that's pushing it as the right answer and saying that the other stuff is bogus you know it it, which is unfortunate but that's where we are right now in a bunch of this stuff
1: no i know it's a very hard situation, I, I, I think, at this point. Uh, and, and we just um, – I think the, the important thing, I think, we need to do from us that are following the science or whatever to do the best that we can. And uh, we need to continue to push, like, mandates and other things and so forth that are expanding vaccination. Which, by the way, uh, you
0: met, since you mentioned mandates, I have to say this – more and more companies are com- that have put the mandates in place where there were all kinds of people saying, oh, if they put in the mandate, we're going to quit and it'll be a major problem and blah, blah, blah. Almost universally, when employers have actually put those mandates in place, almost everybody they have complied. has complied, has gotten their vaccination, and you get a small percentage that get fired and, okay, too bad. See ya. Bye. You know, right. but but right. it's a small percentage. Uh, by it is
1: a very small percentage.
0: The 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 vast majority of employees put into that situation say, "Oh, okay. If it comes down to that, sure. And, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe I didn't want to. Maybe I was hesitating for one reason or another. This pushes me over the edge. I'm not going to lose my job over this. Give me the shot."
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what and that's what's going on like right now, and I and I think that pushing through all those mandates and all those things with employers and other things or whatever is having the right uh effect that we're looking for so, so what
0: what's happened to no. that uh, that OSHA mandate for everybody over a hundred employees th- that hasn't actually taken that effect is yet, being
1: has it that that is like well companies are understanding that is coming into effect uh, I heard from the OSHA staff that they were like kind of like upset about uh, the way it was being carried out, but that they, but they uh, actually, because I think what I read in an article about the opinion from the OSHA staff is that they should have gone further. Mm. I'm not sure what they meant by that, but that they felt that that uh, regulation allowed uh, the administration to go even further than that. Um, so. I I think I'm not sure when the dates of it going into effect, but a lot of companies are, are are have seen it and they are they are moving towards, okay, that's what the mandate is, okay, we're gonna do it. And there's like a lot of airlines and And other companies that uh, basically said to their employees, well, this is what's going to fucking happen. There's been a whole bunch of controversy also in sports leagues and whatever. We've had like certain like high profile players. There, there was, look, the one biggest example, the, the, the most famous basketball player lebron james which kept going on for on for months and not talking about whether he's vaccinated and finally his team was trying to get to the he plays for the los angeles lakers if you don't know this yeah, uh, i have no idea You don't know yeah. exactly but you know you know they won you know they're very you know famous franchise And they have been trying to get everybody to 100% of vaccination, okay? Because there is this issue right now that they have with the sports leagues, okay? The city of New York, for example, forbids uh, you going into an indoor sports arena unvaccinated. That means that if you are one of the most important players, you can't play there if you're not vaccinated. Right. Period. And... Some key players of some New York teams are saying, Well, we're not going to get vaccinated. Well, then that means that you're handicapping your team. You can't play. And players have been like, some very vocal about it and all of a sudden just relenting and doing it. The one that was the most, you know, I think relevant was LeBron James because he was, he's the number one player in the world and most recognized. Player that plays in the world. I mean, he's known around the world. He finally admitted that he did get vaccinated, but he went instead of because this is one thing that's been frustrating a lot of people that I've been trying to get some famous people like LeBron to endorse vaccines. Well, I did it, but then people need to make their own decisions and I'm not going to, uh-huh. you know, tell them what the fuck to do and blah, blah, blah. And people were like, oh, for the love of fucking God, really? What the hell? Why are you saying that? Uh, so there were a lot of very frustrated people about uh, about that. I will say that one of the most famous basketball players in all of history, which is Kareem at jabbar and Kareem has been known for taking very um, positions that are have created a lot of controversy politically in terms of being for the right thing, okay? All right? Mm-hmm. He is one of those guys... He has been around the league for, you know, I mean, he stopped playing like 30 years ago, but he was a guy that was known for, I mean, the guy, his name is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, okay? Let's be clear about this. He was a black guy with a Muslim name, playing in the 70s and 80s. Not exactly what seems the most popular, but he went out there and made a forceful statement for vaccines. Um... And one of the things that we were trying to do is to get these kind of very famous people to go out there and be at the forefront to lead with this. And a lot of them have failed. Yeah. A lot of them have failed. And it's been very disheartening to see this, that it's going on. Um, you know, like right now, now I will say this, that most of the sport leagues, like right now in North America, uh, that – have vaccine rates over 90%, including the NBA, which is higher than the general population. Um, but when you get very visible people going and publicly, like refusing to get vaccinated, it, it's a black guy. It really right. is. And, and what some of the leagues are doing is to make it difficult for players is like basically saying, hey, look, you don't want all these protocols. You don't want all these things get vaccinated. If you aren't, then that means you have to get daily testing. That means you have to go through protocols. That means you have to do this, blah, blah, blah. So they are making it as difficult as possible. And they're talking about not paying them for
0: games that they don't participate in.
1: Correct. That is the one thing, because for players that, especially in New York is what we're talking about, where the city won't allow them to play, if they're not vaccinated, they're basically saying you're not going to get paid. Period. So, this is, you know, um, and so you've got the sport leagues on that. You've got airlines that have been doing that. Uh, I've seen hospital systems. I saw Governor Newsom today basically ordering that all students in the state of California need to be vaccinated, period. I I am hoping that more states follow that route and not follow the route of like my governor here in the fucking state of Florida and appointing a health uh, person in charge of our health, whatever the fuck it is, I don't even remember what the hell the damn role is, that basically is just, uh, oh, quarantine? Oh, people don't need to do that. That's fine if their kids are exposed to virus. Yeah. I'm just fucking... I wanted to find that person and punch them dead in the face.
0: Okay. Enough pandemic. We need to take a break. Enough.
1: Enough of the fucking pandemic. Enough.
0: Uh, So it's time to take a break and we'll come back with our last segment on all the stuff that's going on in Congress. Back back after this. Back after this. Mm. Stop. Back after this. Mm. Okay. Dude. 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 You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I
2: won't subscribe!
0: You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash corner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know... Web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, our Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff.
2: Not fun!
0: In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show.
2: I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner!
0: Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? No! Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more.
2: 100 billion! Billion dollars! Even though you don't have anywhere near a billion dollars.
0: If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeon's corner.
2: Alex hates,
1: really, really hates curmudgeon's corner! That's what really we mean, isn't it? Because I hate the corner, but I really do.
0: Okay, I have set the timer, and it is time for our segment on Congress. And so, there are a few different events, and they're all sort of muddled up together. So, I want to make sure we hit all of them. One was we averted the. Oh, guy. you
1: tell me, because I don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay, so let let's let's start this.
0: First of all, there was going to be a government shutdown this week the relevant members of congress including the republicans came to a deal to push off the government shutdown until december okay so they passed a continuous uh, con- they passed a continuing resolution in order to continue to fund the government for another few months so as usual they're just kicking the can down the road a little bit it's not a long-term deal, but it was enough. We are
1: very good at kicking the can down the road.
0: We are. It's like our expertise. So, you know, and and basically that was um, just a, okay, fine. Let's not have another government shutdown. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and so that passed and you know, whatever, we're not having a government shutdown this week. Maybe in December. It might be fun to have in December, but we're not having it this month. Um, then there is the Debt limit, that deadline is still pending. It is, I believe, October 18th or so uh, is Is the estimate. It is an estimate of when the U.S. government will officially hit the debt limit and not be able to issue any additional debt, which because we pay things by issuing new debt rather than actually printing money the old-fashioned way, uh, we, we issue debt and we then we pay our bills with that debt. Um, so theoretically, if you hit that limit and it hasn't been extended, no more debt is available and then you stop paying at least some of your bills. The Republicans have said they will not help the Democrats in any way, shape or form to address the debt limit issue. So the Democrats have to do it solo, um, and they potentially like, you know, The Republicans used the filibuster to stop one fix for the debt limit uh, in this last week, uh, which leaves—and I haven't heard this fully played out, right? Like, the the Democrats could still solve the debt limit issue through reconciliation, but reconciliation is tied up with all of this other stuff that's going on for, you know, the multi-trillion dollar build-back-better Biden thing, Right. And that doesn't look like it's getting resolved in two weeks. Um, so I'm not sure exactly the mechanism because, uh, you, you know, there's various other things you could do, but they all require either reconciliation or killing the filibuster or getting the Republicans to come along. So I'm not sure what's happening there, but that's been that's that's a couple weeks out yet. So people are still like, oh, OK, we got other things to deal with first, because like, I guess 13 days is like forever. Or something, and maybe it was the fourteenth that this happens. I don't know. It's an estimate anyway.
1: I mean, thirty days it would be like forever. I mean, I don't know. But at, at this point, we're we're still stuck in limbo, and uh, you know we got you know we we got the can kick kicked down the road, but we've got a big stumbling block coming up soon.
0: Yeah, we kicked we kicked the government shutdown down the road, but we haven't kicked the debt limit down the road. That's still coming up very soon, and there's not a clear you know exactly how the democrats finagle this is is still not 100% clear to me the the democrats seemed to want to it seems like everybody thinks the democrats can do it by themselves though so it's you know so part of this was just they tried to they're trying to hang this around the republicans in terms of the republicans not helping with this and refusing to pay our bills and blah 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 and it's all it's all too confusing to regular people there'll be zero real political impact like the democrats aren't going to make the the republicans look bad over the stupid debt limit um you know it's it's just going to be weird like all of these things are so esoteric you know it's hard to make political hay out of it i guess like if the if we hit the debt limit and there has been no solution and the Democrats really could have done something but didn't, then maybe you get to blame the Republicans for some of the fallout. Uh, they would certainly try. I don't know. Uh, but even there, it seems like the, the way the American public thinks of these things is the Democrats are in charge, so anything that happens or does not happen is on them.
1: No, I, yeah, yeah, I think that is what they see. So, um, but I, I, I don't think look we have been at this brink many, many times, times before. before yeah and every time we figured out a way to get the fuck around it. So it all, that's why I, and I it don't. always happens at the last minute because these
0: you know because yep. that that's the way these things operate in washington like you you can't possibly fix thing fix things a month before it's a crisis you fix things of a few so. hours before like it blows up you know, it's like it's always the ticking time bomb that you get, like at one second, you know, before you pull the wire out or whatever.
1: There it, was uh, there was a cartoon that I had uh, from Calvin and Hobbes, which uh, w- which made a uh, made a joke about this, and he, he it said that, and I just pulled it up. He uh, Calvin is like, "Do you have any idea for your story yet? No, I'm waiting for inspiration." You can't just turn on creati- creativity like a faucet. You have to be in the right mood. What mood is that? Last minute panic. Yep. And that is what Congress or Congress operates very well well on. Last minute panic.
0: Yeah. So anyway, the debt limit is still pending, and then that brings us to sort of the main event, uh, at least for now. Uh, you know, maybe the debt limit will come back and bite us in a couple weeks, uh, but uh, the. This is the whole thing with the bipartisan infrastructure bill versus the Build Back Better plan. That's what it's called, right? Build Back Better. Do we build back better or worse? Yeah. Well, anyway, the the Democratic no. reconciliation multi-billion dollar plan for sort of <laughs> what they've been calling human infrastructure, right? It's basically where the Democrats are putting huge portions of their social safety net wish list into this plan um, and this is currently in the scenario the, the, the basic tension here to remind everybody because it's been a long time since we've talked about it and there have been new developments the the infrastructure plan the, the physical infrastructure plan the roads and bridges and all that kind of stuff passed the senate it has, you know, it's expected that it can easily pass the House um, with Republican support as well. Although the Republicans have decided their strategy is they will withhold all Republican support until the Democrats have a majority on their own. Um, and then the Democrats, though, um basically there are there are some moderates. And I don't know if that's the right word for them. That's what they've been being called, especially in the Senate, Senators Manchin and Sinema, who have been playing coy about whether or not they would support the human infrastructure plan, the big one, with all the social stuff. Um, And so the deal from the very beginning or very close to the beginning was, look, these things are going to have to go together the 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 and one of the things I, I want to say the progressive side of the Democratic caucus, but it actually isn't the more I've been reading the responses to this, it's like ninety four percent of the Democrats are on board with the whole package, including Joe Biden. With the, the well,
1: I think that there is one thing about being on board with the package and thinking that it's something that can pass because I, I, I think that that's been my concern.
0: Let me get to this there the 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 point is there are a small portion of Democrats in both the House and the Senate that feel really uncomfortable about the human infra- the human infrastructure, whatever you want to call it part of the bill um and especially the price tag which is you know many trillions it's it's clear for instance like from listening to them it sounds like senators mansion and cinema would be thrilled to pass the physical infrastructure bill and be done and not do any of the human infrastructure bigger price tag stuff or do very very little of it and so basically the Democratic progressive caucus ha, has is saying, "Look, we're not going to pass that physical infrastructure bill until the reconciliation bill with all the other stuff is done, and the reason for that is basically that they don't trust these handful of moderate Democrats." to actually come through. So they're worried if if they went right now and said, "Okay, fine. We all agree on the physical infrastructure. Let's just pass it and then we'll talk about the other stuff later." Which is what Mansion is saying he wants. Yep. So Mansion is like, "Let's pass the physical infrastructure. Let's get that done and then hey, let's talk about all this other stuff next year." He's actually saying talk about it in 2022. The reality is if you do that, the other stuff's never happening. And and, and I think it's like I, I Maybe, but I think it's clear, like, from the way Manchin talks about it, you know, he'd be quite happy to, like, just push it off indefinitely and never do that second half. Um, and so the progressives have, you know, they've held fast. They, they stuck to this and they were like, look, you know, if you bring this thing up for a vote, the original physical infrastructure package, it will fail. Because we are not going to vote for it unless we already have the other one on the table. And there, there was a little bit of softening um, in terms of what exactly would have to be completed. But pretty much a, a significant portion of the Democratic caucus, enough to to make a difference and block things, sa- it basically says, look, the other one has to be a done deal. You know, you know, we we just don't trust them. Like if we if we pass this thing, we don't think we're getting any of our other stuff. So you have to do that first.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I I think that that is one thing that uh, uh, what you would call it, uh, making sure that uh, that 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 it happens is is the challenge. Uh, like right now at this point uh, in the term. Well, and so over
0: the course of this week it was looking for a little while kind of iffy that anything would happen. Right. Because you right, know, we, right, we right, had a right. situation where it was unclear what mansion wanted. Like, cause the, the, the part of the party that was supporting like this $3.5 trillion price tag on the bill, um, was already down from the 6 trillion that Sanders wanted. Right. But nobody thought Sanders was ever going to get his 6 trillion. Right. But we're right, already down right, to right. 3.5. um, and they kept asking Manchin and Cinema to say, okay, what's your counteroffer? We we hear you that you don't like this bill right now. What's your counteroffer? And at least publicly, they weren't saying a damn thing. And apparently there were some conversations in private with certain people, but they weren't getting spread out even to like all of the Democrats that were negotiating here. Um it, 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 a document leaked out this week that where Manchin had signed something with Schumer, basically saying that his number was 1.5 trillion and that he wouldn't guarantee that he would support anything above 1.5. Now, he wasn't ruling out categorically above 1.5, but he was saying anything above 1.5, I won't guarantee. So that kind of puts the lower limit on 1.5 if Manchin was the only person with a problem. But we also have cinema here. And cinema has apparently been much more coy with what the hell she wants, and like has been frustrating basically everybody uh at the White House in Congress, whatever, in terms of like you know well, what the hell do you want uh there was something that came out in axios uh like a day ago or so. Um, with some things that uh, Cinema wanted. Apparently, she is less concerned about the price tag. Manchin is very concerned about the price tag. Manchin also doesn't want a lot of the climate-related stuff to be in there because it would hurt coal, and he's invested in coal, and his state has coal, and blah, blah, blah. So he wants to strip out a bunch of the climate stuff from it. But um, but his main thing is, like, he doesn't want to spend a lot of money, right? Cinema, on the other hand, um, apparently is... is potentially okay with spending money, but doesn't want to raise the taxes to pay for it, which is kind of opposite Manchin's problem. <laughs> Manchin is more okay with things as long as they're paid for. Cinema apparently, you know, just doesn't want to do the part where we're raising, raising corporate income tax and other things like that, which the Democrats have put in there to try to make this so that it was deficit neutral. Like, they, they want to, they want to construct this, I shouldn't say, they, they kept, the Democrats this week, I think, did a kind of stupid thing. They kept saying that the actual price of this is zero, and, okay, that's stupid, okay? Yeah, what what's, what you're really saying is you're going to raise revenue enough to balance off the additional cost, and you're not going to add to the deficit through some of this. But it's, but it's not, it's not zero, right? Um, you know and and so we did we do have some we finally, towards the end of the week, finally started to hear a, a, a little bit about what mansion and cinema want, and so maybe the negotiation can continue and and where this, you know, I mentioned that this got a lot more stable in the last 24 hours before we recorded the show, uh, and that's basically because Biden went into the Congress on Friday. And had a meeting with the Democratic caucus uh, in the House and basically said, first of all, he reiterated his support to linking these two things and said, yeah, absolutely, like, we can't do one without the other. Uh, And I'm going to stick by that. A whole bunch of the moderates had hoped he would disentangle those and put his weight behind let's go ahead and pass physical infrastructure and worry about the other later biden's like no we need both they are both my agenda he actually used the words i wrote the bill <laughs> you know and i don't know that he he physically wrote the the actual legislative language but the plan is his it, it, this is the biden agenda both parts of these and so he he reiterated his support to keeping these linked And he basically took the pressure off the deadline. The deadline of getting this done by the end of September was something that had been agreed to by Pelosi in order to get the vote done in the Senate a month ago. Like, to get Manchin on board they and others on board, they had to promise that they would vote on this before the end of September. And, well, they didn't because it was clear they were going to lose. But, you know, what Biden said at the end of this meeting is like, look, we're going to get this done. You know, calm down, everybody. We're going to get this done. No, you're not going to get your three and a half million. Manchin's probably not going to get his one and a half million. We'll probably end up somewhere in between. But let's go figure it out. And get there. And uh, the word coming out is, well, probably around $2 trillion. The Democrats are also trying to reframe the debate away from the number and towards, like, okay, well, what programs? An accomplishment, are, yeah, instead what, of a number. Pr- what programs are included? What programs are not included? Which things do we want to do? And then the price tag will fall out of that, right? Um and then there you know mansion's also really hot on he wants means testing on everything. Yeah. He doesn't believe in in having a thing that says just hey everybody is entitled to X. He wants to say Let's get
1: you means tested Sam. I want you means tested.
0: I I mean A lot of people have pointed out a lot of problems with means testing. I mean, in theory, like the the notion is, hey, the government only needs to help the people who need help. If you're rich, you don't need to help. Why would we give you this free benefit, right? And that seems to make a lot of sense. But the downsides of that are in order to actually do the means testing, you have to put into place a whole shitload of bureaucracy to figure out who's eligible, who's not. It usually ends up making it a lot harder to get the benefit. And the actual end result is a lot of people who deserve the benefit and would qualify it don't end up getting it because you make them jump through too many hoops to prove that they're qualified. Meanwhile, if you really cared about the rich people getting the benefit, you could always tax it back out of them on the backside.
1: Right. Exactly
0: and simplify the whole damn thing by just saying hey everybody is eligible for this end of story you want it you got it and then you 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 can you can worry about taxing back the rich people somewhere else but this whole notion that oh no we can't be helping out people who don't need the help um you know just paralyzes a lot of paralyzes a lot of people and you get stuck. So mansion wants the means testing. There are not, uh, a number of other things that
1: will be negotiated.
0: Uh, but basically, where Biden was like, "Means testing is
1: so fucking expensive, anyway." But anyway,
0: yeah, it's like it's like you know, anyway. it's it's
1: expensive, and usually you know, whatever we save is worse than what we spent. But anyway, whatever. yeah,
0: yeah, right. yeah. But it, I'm yeah. Yeah. So let 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 me let me wrap it up, and then we will wrap up. Um. So the bottom line is, Biden said, "Look, we'll take." Six days, six weeks, we'll take whatever it takes. We will come to this. Don't everybody freak out. We will come to a solution here. It's just maybe going to take us a little while longer, but we need to do this. And, um, so we'll see. Um... You know, I feel a lot better about the odds of something coming out of this in the end than I did like 24, 48 hours ago. And more like I felt like a week ago. Right. (laughs) You know, it's just like there were a few days of like, oh, shit, it's all falling apart. No, there was like,
1: yeah, there was like, yeah, it looked like a couple of days there were bad news coming nonstop on this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, that's it. That's where we are right now. And that brings us to the end of the show. Um, And um, because Yvonne is falling asleep as well, I should note. Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, 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 very little. Uh, I've been I've been staying. It's just hard. Yes. So let's wrap this up.
0: Uh, in order to get in touch with us, now that I've got the spiffy new website, just go to curmudgeons-corner dot com. Uh, you'll see the archive of our episodes. You will see links to how to get to in- how to get in touch. You will see links to how to get in touch with us via email, via Twitter, via Facebook. All of that stuff is there. So just go to curmudgeons corner.com and enjoy the everything that's there. Um and if you really like the show, you can also go to our Patreon, which is also linked from that site, uh, to give us a little uh cash uh to help support whatever it is that we, we do. We here. always accept cash. The more the merrier. Yes, exactly. Um, and so if you do uh give money to our patreon uh you can get us mentioning on you can get us mentioning you on the show, us ringing a bell us sending you a postcard us sending you a mug, all kinds of fun stuff and uh at very importantly at two dollars a month or more, or if you just talk to us in the other ways, you know. We'll invite you to our Commudgence Corner Slack, which is a little place where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners uh, are sharing links and chatting throughout the week. Uh, so, Yvonne, if you can stay awake long enough, uh, tell us. I can't.
1: No, let's, let's let's skip that this week. Uh, I can't. No, I can't.
0: No, no, he can't. He can't stay awake. Uh, I can't.
1: No, no, no. You, do, do, you do, do, would...
0: Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay you would have heard Oops. a bunch of fun stuff uh with yes Dion, a lot of a it. lot of lot of fun stuff a lot of cool stuff a lot of links to news lots of updates about people's lives you know, f- you know all, all that dns stuff. servers dns servers yvonne's job hunt um all all kinds of fun stuff yvonne's going to become a professor next maybe maybe Anyway, that's it. Hey, everybody, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Later,
1: Yvonne. Bye.
0: Go to sleep. Go to sleep.
1: Bye. I'm going. Bye. Bye. Bye.